Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 25 of Be With Me in the Book of Philippians. We're finishing near the end, chapter 4 of Philippians. What's the hurry? There's no hurry. Today, we're going to talk about uh, glory, and we are going to agree with God's glory. Where? On the acre of land that I stand on. So the title is Agreeing with God's Glory on My Acre. Paul is ending the book of Philippians with a liturgical formula for praise or a doxology. Here's the doxology. One sentence. To our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is from Philippians chapter 4, verse 20. To our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's break this down backwards. Let's start with the amen. That's the agreeing part. Amen means I agree. I assent. I say so too. I agree with. Forever and ever. The truth about God will be truths forever. They will be important forever. And in particular, God's glory is a known thing that's going to be known forever. So, I mean, this lesson or the the truths that we're talking about today will always be important. So if all the things that from this world that will burn up, that will fade away, that will not not be important, this concept that we're talking about today is not one of them. This is going to be on our lips forever. So the question is, hey, maybe I should start right now. And here's the thing that it's asking us to do is uh, to our God and Father, be glory. So God, we're saying to God, be famous. God, be recognized. Father, be full of splendor. Be of a great reputation. Be thought of in the right way. Be of renown. Be honored. So God has been glorious forever. God has always had the, the same characteristics. It's the same God 10 billion years ago and 10 billion years from now, God will be the same gloriousness. He has been and will be unchanged. And that's amazing and wonderful and that's powerful. Um, you can ask any angel and they will agree, yes, God is glorious. So think about this. This is the story for today. Imagine you're in a spaceship and you're coming from the outer realms of the universe and you're passing galaxy number one and you're asking the question, is God glorified here? Absolutely. How about the next galaxy you pass? Absolutely. God's glorified there. And then you get closer to our solar system and our sun and Mercury and Venus and you say, is God glorified in those creations and those in those planets and the absolute? And then you come by Earth and you say, is God glorified here? How about in giraffes? Is God glorified in giraffes? Absolutely. How about in springtime? How about in forests that change leaves in the fall? Uh, is God glorified in all those? Absolutely. And now imagine that every person gets an acre of land and they're standing on their acre of land and it's like a chessboard with black or white people that glorify God have lit up their their uh, land and made it bright where the people that haven't glorified God and disagree with God's glorified or maybe don't know of God's glory, their acre of land is dark. And you fly by in your spaceship and you see the only place in the universe uh, – at least that I can think of, maybe with the demons. But for the sake of argument here, this is the only place in the the universe where God is not glorified. God is not recognized. God is not saluted, if you will, on some of these acres of land. 
So the big question is, where has God not been glorious? It's on the acre of land, in the hearts of people, if you will. I'm using the acre as a representation of our heart. So what piece of real estate or spiritual real estate has God not been recognized? Well, it's been in, it's in people's heart. And there was a time when no glory came from me. So the praise due from my acre of spiritual land was silent. I held no opinion. Maybe I was ignorant. And to my shame, and I had no agreement, no amen to God's glory. No, yes, let's, I agree that God is glory. So the problem was the problem that God wasn't glorious. No, may it never be. God's been glorious and will be glorious forever. The problem isn't him. The problem was what? Me, my opinion, my choice, my amen. So who am I to disagree or ignore or worse, be indifferent to to his glory? This is not going to fade, ladies and gentlemen. God's glory is going to be there forever. Here's this truth today, that God is glorious. Now, the challenge today is that I let him be glorious, that I hold him as glorious, that I am of the opinion that God is glorious on my acre of land. So Philippians, as we have discussed, is a book about how to set our mind. And Paul leaves us here. We're right right near the end of Philippians. And he leaves us here with this, God's glory. To God be the glory. Well, from where? Where are we sending this glory? Well, hopefully from here, from this acre, from this heart, from this mind. It is a charge for me. It's a charge for my people, my church, my family, my spiritual friends. Paul definitely wants a mind set upon God's glory. He wants a mind that agrees with God's glory. He wants us to be of the opinion that God is majestic. He is splendid. He is honorable. So let's let our acre reflect God's glory. And as we fly the spaceship over... We see these squares turn on. I love a baptism because it's a it's a recognition and a statement where a guy is saying, a gal is saying, my dark acre, my non-glorious acre, I have flipped the switch and now I agree with God and I glorify God. So let's make our acre today reflect God's glory. Let it be occupied by the recognition and the declaration of his holiness, his splendor, his greatness. Let's turn on our acres, what I'm asking. Let's agree with his glory. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Especially and uniquely and verbally today, let it be on my acre. Amen.